Eight down, 357 to go. This is at a theater near me. I'm Chris. This is the podcast where I go to the movie theaters every single day for an entire year. Uh, take care of some business up top uh, with kind of the snow adventure I ran into uh, going to see Come On, Come On on Friday. Uh, and then uh, we'll talk about Encanto. That's the other movie I saw, uh, as well as discuss kind of expenses and and uh, and some other things as well here uh, in this episode. Uh, it's also the last episode I'm going to do without a sidekick. I think I'm going to bring a sidekick on uh, next episode just so I have someone to talk to. So it's less bizarre and strange just kind of talking to myself. So hopefully we'll have a different voice on uh, along with me. <laughs> can't be any any worse of a, of a voice, but hopefully a different voice as well uh, for the next episode, uh, which you'll hear on Tuesday. But for now, let's take care of some business right up top. First off, there's no ads in this episode because we uh, a very generous fan reached out and was kind enough uh, to sponsor the episode. Uh, so a big thank you to them. I asked if they wanted to promote anything. They said no. This is someone I've never met. Uh, so really kind. So I'm like, do you want to get acknowledgement for this? And he said, just call me a friend of the show. So friend of the show, thank you very much. No ads in this episode at all. Big thank you to them. So uh, you know, support I've gotten from people either uh, recommending different movie theaters to obviously, you know, anonymous people giving me money, which is very nice. Uh, so I really do appreciate uh, all of that. And uh, the so far, the, the support there has kind of been through the roof and not not what I beyond what I expected. Uh, but as far as the weather, up until Friday, that had been pretty good too. Uh, no real problems at all. And Friday, we had that we had the snowstorm. So I got seven inches of snow where I am in New Hampshire. Uh, and I was originally going to see a three o'clock showing of the movie Come On, Come On at the Portsmouth Music Hall. Uh, that is pretty close to where I live. Um, so that wasn't a huge... Uh, I felt confident that I'd be able to get there. Uh, I have two cars. Uh, one of them is a Honda Fit, which is... Um, terrible in the snow. It's literally the worst car I've ever had in the snow uh, in my entire life. Uh, but we also have a Subaru. So I, I, I figured the Subaru would be able to cut through the snow pretty easily. It was kind of a soft, fluffy snow. If you're not from from here, it was a pretty, uh, it was seven inches for sure, but it wasn't it wasn't super heavy snow. So I'm like, all right, we can probably power through this, but I still kind of wanted the plow guy to come hit the driveway before I went out. Uh, so sure enough, it's still snowing. The three o'clock showing comes and goes. It's still kind of, it's still kind of flurrying and snowing out. And I'm like, all right, well, no matter what happens, I got to hit the seven o'clock. Come on, come on. Uh, so, uh, but luckily the plow guy came around five 30 plowed out the driveway, uh, nice and neat. And uh, my wife and I, my wife Laura and I, we went and saw uh, Come On, Come On at the Portsmouth Music Hall. Uh, the only kind of negative there was, uh, as far as getting there, was the parking. Uh, Portsmouth had a snow ban in effect, uh, so I wasn't able to park in the street, so I had to park in the garage, which cost me six bucks. Uh, adds to the expenses, which I'll get into in a bit. Uh, but other than that, um, it was pretty much smooth sailing. The roads actually weren't, weren't that bad at all by that time at night. So as far as snowstorms go, uh, you know, obviously it's going to all be about timing, uh, and obviously accumulation. <laughs> uh, but as far as the accumulation, seven inches, eh, not great, but, uh, the timing was, was pretty good where it was, a lot of it was in the morning. So by the nighttime, we we're pretty set. Okay, so one thing I am worried about a little bit is the freezing rain. So I'm taping this here on Saturday night, pretty late. Uh, Sunday morning, you'll hear this, and I guess we're going to have freezing rain. So I was originally going to go see Belfast 
only playing in one theater is playing at the Cabot Performing Arts Center, uh, I think in Beverly, Massachusetts, which is kind of far for me. So I decided to call an audible and go see, I'm going to see American Underdog instead at 11 o'clock at the theater that's very close to me. Um, and that way I can get home too and watch football the rest of the day. So I'm like, ah, it's kind of a win-win there. But now they updated the forecast. So it sounds like the freezing rain is going to happen right around between 10 and noon. So I'm going to kind of play this one uh, by ear here and kind of figure out what the best strategy is in the morning. So I might end up seeing the later uh, American underdog. Either way, I'm seeing American underdog no matter what. I'm going to skip Belfast for now. Uh, I was on Kirk's show last week and he kind of, I, I was kind of leaning that. I was going back and forth with if I should wait for Belfast to get Oscar nominations or not. Uh, and so between the weather and Kirk saying that he thinks it's going to be a lock, I went and looked at some other things. Everything else is, all the predictors rather, excuse me, are all saying that Belfast is probably a lock for uh, for best picture nomination as well. So I thought about it and I was like, I think I'll wait on Belfast, I guess. It might might kick me in the ass later on, but uh, I'll still be able to watch, you know, the lovely Kurt Warner story and uh, and have a, a day of football. Um, so you'll hear American Underdog, that review and kind of that experience with the freezing rain uh, next episode. Um, so one negative thing that's happened since the last time we talked, the movie Turning Red got bumped. So Turning Red <laughs> was this Pixar movie that was supposed to come out in March. I was kind of, I've seen a couple of trailers for it and kind of dreading on seeing this, uh, dreading seeing this rather. It's about a, uh, a little girl, I guess, when she gets angry, she turns into like a red dragon. Uh, it looked pretty bad. Um, didn't really want to see it, but I said, hey, all right, well, at least it's another movie to kind of, you know, put, put in the chamber there. At least it's one more. Uh, the troubling news is that Disney didn't just push it back. Like, you know how we talked, I talked about how uh, that movie Morbius was supposed to come out at the end of January. They pushed that to April 1st. Okay. At least it's still going to come out this year. This Turning Red movie, I guess, is actually going to end up coming out uh, on Disney+. Plus. It's not going to be released in theaters at all. So that's pretty crushing to hear the news like that. Um, and also troubling is it's not supposed to come out until March. So is that going to set a precedent for other streaming for other studios to push things to streaming services that were going to come out in the spring. And if that's the case, I could be in trouble. Uh, there are a few different movies scheduled to come out in February. And as far as I know, I don't think any has got bumped yet there, but is that just a matter of time or is this a situation where Disney is just flexing their muscles and saying, Hey, we have a streaming service. We'll just throw it there. Why even, why even take the risk? The other conspiracy theory I heard is that Disney wants to fuck Pixar over Disney, uh, of course, bought Pixar, and I guess in the studio world, they kind of treat Pixar kind of like a like uh, like the redheaded stepchild, and, and just kind of just being really shitty to Pixar. Um, and I, I, we, there's been some talk that that's kind of like Disney trying to like show who's boss. Uh, so I don't know if that's kind of what's going on. That seems like a strange way to do it. Um, well, I don't know why you would kind of, you know, cause I mean, Disney's the one still profiting from these movies. So that's a pretty big fuck you. That's a pretty big expensive fuck you to Pixar. If that's what they're trying to do. I don't know if I entirely believe that. I think that the Omicron and the COVID shit is re is really affecting how people are doing business. Think people are seeing stuff shut down. I think there's a real fear among theaters and studios that 
there will be a shutdown of theaters again. If that's the case, this podcast is in trouble. Uh, but the movie business also could be in trouble. So I don't know. Something to keep an eye on. Certainly hasn't been good news. I mean, since I started doing this, we've had a couple different movies drop off the slate. And um, that's not good. Uh, but we move forward. We move ahead. Uh, one movie that I think we can pretty much guarantee is going to happen is on Thursday. Uh, I'll be going to Cinema Salem to see Back to the Future. Uh, and that's... Uh, I'd like to have people join me. Um, I think this is fun if people can kind of tag along and uh, join the ride here. Uh, I'd like to kind of do this every month, I think, to have like every month have kind of a group outing if people can make it great uh, and kind of all see the movie together. It's kind of fun. Um, this is going to be Thursday, January 13th at Cinema Salem. It's Back to the Future. But before the movie is going to be a, uh, a talk about the score, the Alvin Silvestri score. Uh, so this is all at 7.30 p.m. I think tickets are like 11 bucks or something like that. So it's pretty inexpensive. I mentioned before, uh, I know that as of January 15th, Salem, I think, has the, uh, the vaccine card mandate. And I know that Cinema Salem has a mask ordinance already. Uh, or not ordinance, but that's kind of their rule uh, is that you have to wear a mask. Uh, most of these theaters are, especially in Massachusetts, they do kind of do that. So I don't think that's a cinema Salem thing at all. It's kind of just a, a thing thing in Massachusetts, especially. So if you're not covered wearing masks, this might not be the best event for you. And if you don't have a vaccine card, I might recommend maybe calling them ahead of time to see if they would be checking that or not. Um, but uh, if you do have a vaccine card, you don't mind wearing a mask, please join me on the 13th uh, at Cinema Salem to check out Back to the Future. I think that'd be a fun night. Okay, so um, let's talk a little bit about expenses here. Um, so I, I, I've kind of been pushing this off here because I don't know if it's the most interesting topic in the world, but I did want to kind of keep track of expenses as far as just so, because when I announced this project, I had a ton of people say, oh, it's going to be expensive or it's going to be more, people seem to be kind of sticker shocked by it. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be that expensive uh, for a couple of reasons. So I mentioned before I had the AMC card and I have the Regal card. And this gives me, the Regal card gives you unlimited movies a week. Uh, and the AMC card gives you three free movies a week or three movies included in the price a week. And each card is about 20 to $25. Um, the problem I'm having right now is that with the COVID uh, stuff, uh, movies aren't being released at a regular pace. You know, like I talked before, like two, three, four movies a week typically get released uh, into theaters. Now we're talking like one movie, like one movie got released last week, that movie 355 about the women spies. It's the only movie I, that opened wide this week. Next week, the only movie opening wide is Scream, what, five or something, the new Scream movie. Uh, that's it. So, you know, we're going from, you know, three movies a week to one movie a week. And because of that, uh, movies are kind of hanging in the theaters for maybe longer than they should uh, or longer than they typically would. So because of that, I'm going to see kind of, you know, I saw two Billy Wilder movies last week. We're, we're going to go see Back to the Future on Thursday. So like you, I've had to kind of make some alterations and I'm seeing less Regal and less AMC movies than I was kind of expecting to see. So uh, that's troubling. Um, the good news is, you know, obviously I haven't had to use a hotel room for any weather instances, anything like that. So it's pretty much just been concessions, a lot of gas because I've been driving further than I want to drive to go to Massachusetts to see all these kind of, uh, either indie movies or historical movies. Uh, so because of that, I'm up to $322 I've spent so far over the course of eight days. Uh, so that's about like what, $40 a day. Um, so 
that's not a great pace to keep. We probably want to be closer to, you know, $25, $30 range a day. So definitely have some, some work to do there, I think, uh, to cut back on some expenses. So maybe a little less, a little less popcorn at the theater and also maybe trying to use that AMC and Regal card a bit more as the month kind of winds down here. But unfortunately, I just haven't had a lot of opportunity to do that. Um, okay. So, uh, we'll talk a bit about the reviews here and then we'll, we'll end this one. Um, and, uh, I saw come on, come on first. So I'll talk about that. So come on, come on, uh, is, uh, has Joaquin Phoenix in it. It's directed by Mike Mills. Uh, and it's about a uncle that, because of a family emergency uh, with his sister uh, has to kind of has to watch his nephew for a week. And he hasn't really been around his nephew a ton um, in the last year. So this, you know, there's not a lot of familiarity there and he's not a parent. So you kind of see it from that perspective, which I really enjoyed. Uh, I'm an uncle as well. Uh, I have uh, two nieces and a nephew. I love them dearly, but I'm not a parent. So anytime I, I, do watch them or hang out with them. It is, it's super fun being an uncle, by the way, being an uncle when you don't have kids is the best job in the world. It is the greatest thing ever uh, because you can just spoil them rotten. You can have fun with them. They're, they're, they're so, it's almost like a novelty to be around kids. It's so awesome. I love hanging out with, with my nieces and nephews so much. It's one of my favorite things in the world. And uh, it's fun. It was fun to see a movie kind of about that. I mean, I talked a little bit about uncles and, um, nephews with the tender bar, but that movie was so unrealistic. It was almost like a, a the perfect uncle and the perfect kid. And, uh, I know it's, it's funny cause that's based on a true story where come on, come on, isn't. And that felt so much more real. This kid is nine years old. Uh, his father is, uh, having some mental illness situations. Uh, so he might have to be institutionalized. The kid's kind of dealing with his dad, not being around. And this kid is not, uh, a lot of times you want to watch movies, these kids are super well behaved. This kid isn't. This kid is a lot sometimes. This kid has some issues. He's a good kid. He's a nice kid. But a lot of times this kid is a pain in the ass and really going through some stuff. So uh, it was great. I really enjoyed seeing a movie that showed a kid that maybe isn't the most fun to be around all the time. Doesn't always have a witty comeback. Uh, can be annoying at a restaurant when you're out to eat. You know, a lot of times you watch sitcoms or watch some movies from, you know, especially the 80s or 90s. And these kids all have all the answers. Like the nine-year-old's the smartest person in the room. That's just idiotic. Uh, where this movie, I feel like it portrayed a pretty real nine-year-old that's going through some shit. And I like that Joaquin Phoenix played it really quiet and soft. He wasn't uh, like Joker, you know, wild card. It was, uh, it was a more tame, normal Joaquin Phoenix, which is the Joaquin Phoenix I like a lot, like the Joaquin Phoenix in Signs, or even the Joaquin Phoenix in Hotel Rwanda, small part there. But I like that Joaquin. I, I like that quieter, low-key, more normal everyman um, when he plays that character. I think he's really good at that. And um, this is a really enjoyable movie. Having said all that, it's incredibly pretentious. Um, it's black and white. <laughs> uh, it, it has the most, uh, one of the more annoying things I've seen in film in a while where Joaquin's job in the movie is he is a podcast host or a public radio host. He's doing some sort of special, uh, they never really are hundred percent clear what it is, but where he's interviewing children and asking them about the future. So he goes to different uh, schools all over the country and he interviews kids and says, what do they think about the future? What do they think grownups need to do better? So interest, you know, interspersed in this film, which is a really interesting story of Joaquin Phoenix kind of trying to, I don't want to say be a dad, but just trying to be there for his nephew. 
Um, and also the mom played by Gabby Hoffman's trying to give Joaquin like kind of wisdom over the phone to deal with her kid, which is a really interesting family dynamic. But then in the middle of all that are these, I'm guessing real kids telling what they think about the future, what they think about, you know, what grownups need to do better. And it was just, it was obnoxious. It was, like I said, I don't really care what some random 12 year old thinks about the future. I mean, maybe the first two or three were interesting, but this is questions literally asked to like a 20 different kids in this movie by the time it's over. And it just keeps interrupting the story. So we'll have like 25 minutes with Joaquin and this kid, really interesting. And then we'll jump back into these like, children talking about, uh, you know, adults need to pay more attention to what's going on around them or something. It's like, all right, I don't really, you know, I don't really need to be lectured by a, by a 11 year old. And that's what almost what it feels like. It's a very strange choice by Mike Mills in otherwise really interesting and grounded movie. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give uh, this one a B. Um, so come on, come on, recommend it. But if you're someone that gets really annoyed by pretentious filmmaking, that might be a skip. Okay. So on the other side of it on uh, today, today for me, at least Saturday, uh, I went and saw Encanto and I brought my niece. Uh, so my wife and I went to see, come on, come on. By the way, she liked it as well. She gives it a B. Uh, Encanto, we brought my niece, uh, who loves this movie. She's seen it on Disney plus already. Uh, but I said, Hey, I need to go see this. Do you want to come? And she said, sure. She's four. She's awesome. Um, and we went to the O'Neill cinemas, uh, in, uh, in Epping, New Hampshire. Uh, and, I should, I should mention before I even get to that, I saw the uh, Come On, Come On at the Music Hall in Portrait, the most majestic theater I've seen yet. I'm going back to the Music Hall um, later on this week uh, to see a really obscure movie. So I think I'm going to talk more about the Music Hall then. So we'll kind of put a pin in that for, for later in the week. Um, but I went and saw Encanto with, with my niece and my, and my wife uh, today. And Encanto is a really lovely little movie. Uh, it really is enjoyable. I liked it way more than I thought I would. Um, it tells the story of this family that each person in the family has special a special power, and um, one the like a fifteen year old girl doesn't have any powers, and she's just trying to kind of fit in with her family. And it's it's just like a nice story. There's no bad guy, so I think removing a villain takes away a lot of the cliche you see from a typical Disney film. So I felt like this did feel to me unique. I don't watch a lot of cartoons. If you listen to Quantum Week, you know I hate children's films. I hate cartoons. Um, so maybe that is a more common occurrence in cartoons recently is not having like a villain, but, um, this didn't have one. And it was, I think was made it much more worthwhile. It was just about this family. Uh, the songs were by Lin-Manuel Miranda, who I don't really love Hamilton. I can find those songs to be kind of annoying. And I didn't think was, was, was that great. I thought Hamilton was okay. I actually think the songs in this movie might've been better. Uh, and the, the visuals are amazing. I mean, uh, if you know, if you have young ones, it's probably not a surprise to hear, you know, it's, you're, you're not surprised to hear that the, the animation is incredible now, but coming from someone, you know, doesn't watch a lot of cartoons on a regular basis. Uh, I'm blown away by what they can do from a technology standpoint. It is amazing. Uh, just how clear it is, the colors they use in this movie. And it, the other thing I was like, all right, go see Encanto. Like, are they going to just like message hammer me to death with, I, I mean, I feel like so many films now are just like lecturing us about diversity or whatever the message of the day is. Um, and those are, diversity is a good thing. And, you know, climate change is something we should be aware of, but I don't want to constantly be lectured every time I go to the fucking movies. Uh, so I was a little bit weary. This movie wasn't like that at all. It was just this family. And yeah, they're a different culture. They're, they're a different culture than I am. Uh, they're Hispanic, but it, that's 
they didn't, it was just interesting to see a different culture and their stories. So it was, it was never once like rubbed in our face, uh, that you know, white people are bad or whatever the topic du jour is. Uh, it was none of that. It was just an interesting story about a family and it was really rewarding. And I really liked it a lot. I'm going to go ahead and give this a B as well. Um, and, and the B for me for cartoons is probably like an A for a regular person. I really don't like cartoons. Um, but this this was pretty good. Um, so, I mean, if you're, if you, I'm guessing if you have kids, you've probably seen this 10,000 times on Disney Plus. But if you don't have, you know, if you, if you kind of need to throw in a cartoon, if you're like me and you have your, you know, uh, your niece, your nieces and nephew over and you don't know what to put on, throw this on. You, you It's not annoying. It's not irritating. Uh, there's no weird talking animals. It, w- it was just a really, I don't know, pleasant film. Um, the O'Neill cinema, uh, is so basic. So it's pretty new. It's, it's built about, I don't know, about 10 years ago. Uh, and they are a smaller change. They're probably just doing the best they can, but like, you know, they'll have stadium seating, but the seats, you know, you know how like a lot of them will have like the power recliner, like those won't have that. You can kind of sort of lean back in the chair. Like that's the luxury. Uh, you know, it's basically like no frills movie theater going, but um, it's it's more in. I think it's a little bit less money. It's a little less expensive than maybe like the Regal or the bigger chains are. Um, I will say too one thing. Um, so I was kind of I was a little bit like nervous going to see this. I'm like I've heard kind of horror stories when you go see kids movies and kids are you know watching like are they loud? Are they annoying? Do kids like talk the whole time throughout the movie? I just didn't really know what to expect. The audience for this, I would say they're about I don't know maybe. 12 to 15 people total in the theater. And they were much better behaved than a lot of movies. I like, I went and saw many saints in Newark last year and there were six adults in there and none of them could shut the fuck up. It was the most annoying crowd I've, I've sat in a movie with in a while, you know, considering how many people were there. Now I've gone to many movies that were, the adults were far worse behaved. The kids were really good. I don't know. Maybe kids are better behaved in movies, theaters than I think. I don't know. Maybe I just happened to luck out. I have no idea. But uh, the kids are really well behaved that were there and you know, no one was loud or annoying or talking. It was a really good experience. Uh, O'Neill Cinemas, though, eh, I don't know if I can really recommend them a ton. It's, it's pretty basic stuff, but um, they are at least utilitarian. So like it gets the job done. It is, it is one of two theaters that are the closest to me. So I'm actually going back there again tomorrow to watch American Underdog. Uh, the other nice thing about uh, O'Neill Cinemas for me is that they play, they had the earliest matinees. So that's why I'm going to see American Underdog there so I can get home and watch football. But um, yeah, so they have early, and that's the reason we went and saw they had Encanto at the earliest time uh, in my general area as well. So uh, so that was a good experience all in all. So two movies that are both given Bs. Come on, come on, rank a little bit higher. That's probably the, um, I would say that's that's probably the, the third best movie I've seen so far. Number one still being The Apartment. Um, I think that's going to wrap it up for the day here. Uh, be back in two days. Talk about American underdog. I'm also going to see the movie nightmare alley. Um, the Bradley Cooper bomb directed by uh, Guillermo del Toro. And then when we're back on Tuesday, I'll do the box office report as well. Kind of put together a strategy of the following week. Definitely getting a little bit nervous. Um, I feel like I've seen all of the movies really that would fall from that, like 11 to 20 slot. So I think right now for next week, it's going to be some combination of I'm trying to avoid seeing classic films, but I might need to throw some in there. I really don't want to drive to Brattle. So it might be some foreign films. I know there's some, <laughs> there's some uh, like uh, Hindu or some Bollywood movies that are out, uh, especially in like Massachusetts, I think the Methuen and I saw another theater had one too. Maybe even the Regal and Newington had one. Um, so I might go 
maybe see a couple movies in that direction. I don't know. I might have to start being creative, but we'll look at the box office list on Tuesday together and kind of maybe walk through that. And like I said, I'll have my, my sidekick there, hopefully to help me as well. Uh, other than that, I will talk to you guys on Tuesday.